Hello, Stand Up Retail family. Um, we hope that you are doing well and are ready for another episode about some critical topics that are great for anyone determined to excel at work um, and move forward with their career goals. Whether you're in retail, which is our specialty or another industry, um, a lot of what we're going to talk about today is transferable to any industry um, and is part of our core foundational um, self-development series. So I would have to say that one of the most uh, frequent questions I would get as a senior level leader was, how do I get from X to Y? When they had no clarity of how to do it, they really needed guidance. Um, and I was thinking about self-development tools and why I landed on this topic for this episode was because I got asked that so many times, Edward, were you? Um, so today we're going to kind of dig into that. So we're going to talk about questions that you can ask your supervisor or other mentors that you might have in your work location or even outside your work location. We're going to talk about resources that your organization may have um, that help you really excel within their structure or their framework um, going towards their culture um, as well as their mission. We're going to talk about how to cultivate advocates for your career development that will keep you on that path and help you navigate that path. And we're also going to talk about goal setting just a little bit um, because it's great to know where you're going, but if you don't have an actionable plan in place to get you there, it's kind of like shooting for the moon. Um, but really not understanding what needs to go into it to get there. So Ed, do you want to give us a quick recap of what we did for our last episode? Yeah, sure. So um, our last episode was one that, you know, Carrie, you led. It was really, really great. It was, it was focused on investing in yourself and creating a New Year's resolution around work um, because, you know, it's the new year. Those are things that we do for the new year for ourselves. <laughs> so why not do one for work? Um, the great part about it is that you broke it down on how do you, it was based around how do you make goals for yourself, you know? And the you broke it down in two parts about making them. How do you create a specific goal that's specific for you? And making sure that you limit the number. You don't want to overcommit yourself. Um, and then you, the second part of it is that you talked about how do you, framework to make sure that you keep those goals and you work towards them um, by in you know ways that you were talking about doing that was taking small steps mm -hmm. and finding a support group yeah you know? so it was a really really great topic uh information for it will definitely be in the description for you if you would like to take a look at it please feel free to and um, I'm looking, I'm very excited about this episode you have for us today, Carrie. Yeah, I think a lot of our topics tend to, tend to build off of each other, which um, is why focusing on like core foundational skill sets like this really are applicable across a number of functions within retail, but at the same time are applicable if you want to get out of retail. Um, if you're currently in it because it's the job that you have, but it's not the job that you really want and that you're passionate about, 
we want to bring you some skills that will help you move in the direction that you actually will be fully satisfied within your work um, and your employment. So we're going to kind of jump right into this. Um, what, what is it? What do I mean by understanding your path? Um, well, there's really five parts to that. So number one, knowing your starting point means understanding your current role and where it lies within the structure, um, as well as making sure that you can assess your skill set that you have within your current role. Not what your potential is, but truly just understanding what your starting point is. This is my role. This is what I'm great at. Um, and this is what my function actually is within the structure um, and what I provide. So understanding your starting point is critical. If you don't really truly understand where you are and what it means, it's a challenge. Um, also knowing what specialty you're passionate about. Um, this is critical because if you're in a role that you're good at, but you're not really passionate about, chances are your workplace satisfaction is low. Also knowing the lateral and vertical position movement that you can have from your starting point is really, really important because you might be setting some unrealistic goals um, and trying to take yourself down a career path that really doesn't exist from your starting point. Yeah. So really understanding, again, your starting point, um, what you're passionate about and what your current lateral and vertical options are um, really kind of gets your mind into the right place to start learning about and creating a career path for yourself. I also like knowing what, of, oh yeah. Sorry. I feel like a lot of us fall into that. Yes. We look at the endpoint and we see mm -hmm. where the endpoint is, but we don't take the time to leverage and focus on the transitional part. Where am I in the right lane? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Many, many lanes, you know. Yeah. Just like on a, like I, I could get to Vegas 50 different ways. Right. <laughs> you know, if you look at a map. Um, it's a map is a really good analogy for a career path. There's a lot of different ways that you can get there, but if you're on the wrong path, chances are, it's going to take you in the wrong direction and, um, and it'll take you a lot longer. Yeah. Um, so the last thing we're going to really, um, what it really means to understand your career path is understanding who can help you in the learning process, because a career path just doesn't happen. It's filled with moments of learning, moments of mentorship and moments of skill development. Uh, and so it's really important to know who your resources are um, in order to actually move along that path. So to be able to do those five things, as an employee, you have to be super comfortable doing a few actions. Um, and that's where really where this episode is going to take you is how can you get comfortable at these actions that you need to do in order to figure out your path. So we're going to talk about asking questions, how, why, who, who do I ask the questions? When do I ask the questions? Um, we're going to talk about learning how your current skills apply to other functions those transferable skills, transferable skills. Yes, sir. We're going to talk about knowing where you can go 
to actually learn the new skills that are baked into the framework of your organization. And if you don't know where to go, who you can go and ask um, to be able to get that. And also with the caveat of if it's a key foundational skill that you're struggling with, there are many alternative places, hopefully also here at Stand Up Retail, where we can help with those foundational skills that are universal, that are not necessarily, um, you know, specifically tied to an organization's mission or skill requirements. Right. Um, we're also going to talk about how to build meaningful relationships, a topic near and dear to my buddy's heart over there, um, and how to create advocates, you yeah. know, for your development that will help guide you along that path. And also just quickly micro touch on the importance of, um, making sure that you create goals. Once you understand your path, you got to create goals to actualize it. Um, you can't just know you want to get to Vegas. You got to make a roadmap. You got to figure out where you're stopping. Um, so let's go right into topic number one, okay. asking questions. Ed, questions are so important. And sure. as an employee and as a leader, we often struggle with the questions we should ask and end up just talking mm -hmm. to coworkers about our frustrations and about what we don't understand. Um, so when we talk about asking questions to figure out your path, like where, where does your head go? Where, where do you think questions should start and who should they be asked to? Well, I will tell you definitely for me, when it comes to when it comes to myself, I like to self-assess first. I like to look at myself and see, you know, look at the space that I'm in and then figure out what I want. Um, where is it I want to go? What's the next step? Um, like a, a self-check-in. So you ask the questions of yourself of first. Myself first. Got it. Um, because then that way, if, if, I know and I, and I identify where it is that I want to go, then I know when I'm sitting with my leader or, or I'm in a touch base or something like that, then I, the questions become easier because then I know how to use them as a support system mm -hmm. to help me, you know, or identify, am I in the right role? Am I in the right space? You know, do I need to transition from the role that I'm in into a lateral role that may be on the path of where I see my end game. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really, really important because if you, you know, just to use one example that you just said, if you were to ask yourself, what do I want ultimately, where do I want to go? If you know that you can then go into say your annual review with right. your supervisor and ask the question, this is what I want. This is what my goal is for myself. Right. Is it a realistic goal right. for me starting from my current role? Mm -hmm. Like that's how you can take a question and ask it to both yourself as well as to frame it slightly differently to your supervisor, because if you know what you want, but you can't get there from here. Exactly. Like your, your supervisor will be able to then say, well, 
actually where we need to place you if that's what you're interested in is over in this lane or this function. Um, And right now we can, because you're strong in these skills or, you know, unfortunately we can't because you haven't demonstrated some of these skills. But now that I know you are interested in that, let's work on building those skills to move you into the appropriate lane. No supervisor wants to transition somebody out of an organization. They invested, they offered employment because they saw value and that you could provide value. Um, It's your employer and your relationship that really figures out where can you go to provide the most value and the most satisfaction for yourself. So I think those questions are awesome, Ed. Thank you. Uh, Topic number two. All right. So you mentioned it in, you know, your response previously, Mm -hmm. skill assessment. Um, It is really, really important to be able to accurately hold the mirror up and assess what you're good at, what you struggle with, and what you really don't know yet. Uh, If you want to aggressively move up within an organization, any organization, I think it's so important that you have that self-awareness and practice this skill assessment often. Um, You know, Ed, how do you like to assess your own skills? Um, in terms of like where, like giving yourself a check-in about, am I on the right track? Yeah, it's, it's to your point, exactly what you said. Uh, the, the key part to it is that you have to assess your own skills. You know your skill sets just as well as your leader or someone who, or your mentor or someone that's leading you. You have to self-assess those, those skill sets. And a lot of times what I find us as individuals is we tend to look at our strengths and that's all we focus on because Mm -hmm. we don't really want to look at the weaknesses because we're trying to move forward oh yeah we build up our strengths and we minimize our weaknesses because it we 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 feel that by showing that vulnerability or that lack of expertise is a fault and it truly isn't it truly isn't it actually is the mark of a a very self-aware and motivated and determined and engaged employee to have that level of vulnerability and say i'm not good at this i need help with it because when i become good at it i will add more value right and if you're someone who's assessing yourself because you you have an end game in mind you will look at those weaknesses as your area to develop yourself because you have you have a place you need to be. You're on a path and you know where you're going, but you know you can't go until you focus on those. So when I look at assessment, that's how I look at that assessment part. And then once I've assessed myself and I know where I want to go, I've looked at my strengths and I looked at my weaknesses and decided that, you know, I'm going to focus on these because this is how I need to get to the next part. But then I take also what transferable skills I have that will already put me, that has already put me in that path to that end game of where it is that I'm going. It's, it's a very similar method to one that I use probably more often than not. Um, When people would come to me and say, hey, I saw this job opening 
on the company portal. Um, I'll share, I'll share one little story. Um, one of my favorite employees, I mean, like you never say you have favorite children, but one of my favorite children, um, came to me one day and said, I saw this job, um, opportunity in events, um, and marketing. And I really would love to go into that part of the company. I, I think I would be really good at it. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not really passionate about the sales manager role that I'm in. I've been doing it for a really long time and I'm just not, I'm just not feeling it. Right. Um, and as a leader, you immediately go to that, like, no, I have to keep my person, <laughs> but you, you really, you can't live in that space. You have to understand that, you know, if that person feels like they no longer are passionate about adding value to your organization in the role that they're in, and they have another passion, you really need to find out how to tap into that. So we basically did an assessment over the course of probably a couple of weeks um, of meeting together just about the application process and getting her name in the hat. Um, we assessed what she excelled at, what her current role, what the requirements were that she was really, really, really good at, what she knew how to do, but wasn't um, extremely strong in, they weren't her best skills. Um, and ones that, you know, she struggled with, not that she failed at, but that she struggled with, um, you know, handling pressure, um, you know, meeting deadlines, you know, talking about, you know, handling difficult situations or having very difficult conversations, you know, things like that, where people kind of, you know, kind of like what you said, we always latch onto the stuff we're really good at, um, like giving praise, meeting goals, um, you know, all of those things, but we tend to really minimize the stuff that we are uncomfortable doing. So we made a, say, my favorite thing to say is failure yeah. leads to opportunities. Yes. That's how you should look at it. So we basically listed three columns. Mm -hmm. Great. Good. Not don't so like good. doing. <laughs> Do, yeah. but don't like doing. Um, and then we pulled up the job description for the position that she wanted to actually um, apply for. And we said, okay, now let's really look at what they need. And let's figure out what your what from each of these lists apply there. And let's let's do it honestly. And it was an exercise that worked really, really well. Mm -hmm. She applied for the position. Um, you know, she felt comfortable. She really understood. And, you know, even if she wasn't to get that position, she understood that, you know, I might be uncomfortable doing these things, but in other roles, I'm going to need to do these things as well. Right. So maybe I should focus a little more on getting more comfortable with it. So it was a really good um, learning um, to help somebody walk through that, but that's like a level of self-assessment that we can do on our own. Right. Right. Um, so the third one is really understanding what resources your organization has in order to help teach you how to excel within their framework. So again, another question I would always get asked as a senior leader is I want to learn X, where do I go? Yeah. Um, wh where can people go, Edward, if they really don't know how to learn? Um, in their, in their role. Right. 
Um, I would definitely say the first step would be is to look into your local administrative team, see mm -hmm. what there is, you know, within there. And then um, that support that you get from your leader, tap into that. Your leader can also be someone um, that could help put you on the right path. And then there's always HR. There's always some type of learning and development department or key person that you could go to that will help you um, identify, you know, different structures or how your organization is set up. We've always mm -hmm. said that, you know, every organization has some type of learning development for their teams. Um, it's just that, you know, finding that resource in some places, unfortunately, are not that easy. You know, you have to be pretty resourceful and, and you know. yeah, you might also have to take partnership to get access to some of those things, Exactly. you know, and those, you know, the people you outlined, the administrative team, um, who is local to your, to your workspace, um, is probably the first place you should go because they'll know based on the fact that you, they know your role, your level, your, you know, they'll know all of your access. Right. Um, and if you're looking to do something that's outside of that access, they can help probably facilitate getting you access, um, you know, most likely easier than your direct supervisor could. For sure. Because most local yeah. administrative teams are the ones who are actually in charge of trainings and compliance, and they kind of have an inside track into um, that whole localized learning um, for the team in your area. And a lot of them will know where to point you in the right direction. You know yeah. I mean? And it doesn't have to be a lengthy conversation either. It can be, hey, I want to become a sales manager or, hey, I want to transfer into merchandising and I want to, you know, take a couple of trainings on it. Where do I have access and where can I go to get that access? And they should be able to answer you relatively quick. Um, so it's not like you're going to have to waste an entire hour lunch break to be able to figure out the answer to it. Um, number four, um, that we talked about, um, covering earlier is really building meaningful relationships and creating advocates for your development. Um, and all of that kind of comes down to a topic that's near and dear to Edward's heart. Um, the topic called this is not networking. <laughs> um, creating advocates is not getting somebody to give you a recommendation right. or networking. Um, it, it really requires, like Ed, Ed talked about it on a previous episode, it's more about creating a meaningful relationship where there's give and there's take. Um, and creating more of a, an advocate is also a mentor. So, you know, not only do you want to be able to identify who can help you along the way, um, help you help guide you along your career path, but you also have to understand what you bring to that relationship, right? There has to be value mm -hmm. of the relationship for both parties. Um, so like example, Ed, you want to become a merchandiser and you're in sales. This is a direct correlation to actually Edward's career path. Uh, um, how do you go about building 
meaningful relationships? How do you go about finding mentors? Well, you know, the thing when I did the transitioning from sales into merchandising was that I tapped into it by finding someone that did something that I saw myself doing. And it was already a, a, a skill set that I had as a salesperson, but seeing someone else doing it, it was like, hey, I, I can do that. I had one of those transferable skills that mm -hmm. I could do that. And I liked doing that. That was the best part of what I liked doing, even though I was in sales, it wasn't the most important part for me. Mm -hmm. um, but it seeing that person and, and that kind of tapped near and dear to my heart. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's it. That's my end game. I want to get into merchandising. And I started to cultivate, you know, a relationship with someone that I, in my eye, I like their work ethic. I like their technique. I like their skill set. That is key. And it was someone mm -hmm. that I was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, that was very key. And that's why I like to say networking versus, you know, meaningful, meaningful relationship. Yeah. I networked, I could have networked and found any merchandise person, but there may not have been that give and take. It may not, it may have ended up being someone that I'm not comfortable with. I may not like the way they coach. I may not understand the way they coach or teach or whatever. So mm -hmm. that that's what you, we fall short of when we tend to network. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it was a meaningful relationship, it was a give and take, like, because I wanted to be in that space. I wanted to be with that person, you know, or whatever. So that's, that's, um, that's what it looked like when I was going from sales into merchandising. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, to put it in the simplest perspective, if you're in sales and you want to be in merchandising, you find somebody who's good at merchandising that you're comfortable with right. and ask them if you can help them with a couple of projects. Yep, exactly. You know, not only are, is that other person going to say help? Yes, please. <laughs> um, Especially, but it gives you, it gives you the ability to build not only a working relationship that's mutually beneficial, you're helping them get a task done quicker but you're also elevating them to a role of a teacher and a mentor, which might be something that they need to work on mm -hmm. to move in their career path. Yep. Um, and also you're gaining all of this great knowledge from somebody that not only you feel is highly skilled, but you are comfortable with and you build trust with, so you can then continue to rely on that person. That is called an advocate. Yep. Um, and if we were to talk about mentors or advocates, Ed, how many over the course of your 25 plus year career in retail, how many advocates do you still have? How many mentors are still an important part of your life? Off the top of my head, I can think of four, four that are really my go-to staple for mentors that are still mm -hmm. part of my life um, to this day. and. Um, 
the the good thing about those mentors is that I don't have to see them or speak to them every day. But if I ran into a problem, I could easily pick up the phone or anything where I needed, you know, some information or training or development on my own. I know who to go to. And those four people are specific in four different specific mm -hmm. skills. Um, and um, the other cool thing about it is that because the relationships were so meaningful, the library of what I've obtained from them, the knowledge that I've obtained from them, it still works even with them not being present or me not mm -hmm. talking to them because I can tap back into past learnings or things that they learn when I find myself in a situation where, you know, I might need to self-develop. That's there's, I, I would say that is probably the best sales pitch for making meaningful work relationships, regardless of industry, mm -hmm. um, that you could possibly give, um, having the ability to hear a voice yep. of someone who impacted you, who believed in you, who saw something in you, who taught you, who was your advocate, who helped you along your career path has lifelong ramifications. And like you said, you know, a person may have passed on, but if they, imp if, if they impacted you greatly, you can go into that catalog of knowledge that they passed on to you and still hear that voice and still feel inspired and motivated and guided um, by someone you built a meaningful relationship with. So 100% that's how you create advocates. You have got to create meaningful relationships because if it's transactional, if it's a, Hey, you with this specific title, right? I need you to teach me how to do X so I can get promoted. They're going to teach you X. And then if you go back and ask them for help a year down the road or you're like, Hey, this person helped me learn this. They can probably help me learn the other thing. You know, they might help you. They might not. They probably aren't going to remember who you are. They probably like, there's really no value in just getting somebody to write a recommendation for you that could end up in a shredded pile, <laughs> you know, have, have meaningful relationships because you will be able to rely on that guidance a lot longer, you know, throughout your career and throughout your life than just that immediate need. Right. Right. Um, lastly, understanding your path means you've done the legwork, <laughs> you figured it out, but you got to create actionable and realistic goals to help propel you along that career path. And the beauty is, is that you understand your starting point, you know, your skills, you know, the skills you might need, you understand what options you have moving vertically and horizontally to still get to the same point you want to get. You have a bunch of people that you know you can rely on to help move you along that and guide you and teach you to get you to where you want to end up. But you still have to create actions because having the knowledge and being able to use the knowledge to get someplace 
are two different things. Right. Right. Um, And as humans, we tend to do all the research and we tend to do, we tend to make all of the, do all of the complicated things that are within our control and then slow down and make goals that are unrealistic or just expect that something's going to happen because we know what we want. It takes work. It really does. Um, and I'm not going to go deeper into it because we have a whole episode um, about making goals, which you can find below. Um, but that's really the episode is kind of going through those five things, those five actions that you really need to, as an employee, a leader, or an hourly, you need to be comfortable doing so you truly understand your path. Um, Ed, what was your favorite part of today's episode? Um, we're going to put up a couple of um, graphics just to kind of recap, but I'd love to hear what you think is the most important step. Well, I, I have to tell you, all, all five of the topics that you covered, even from understanding your path and then understanding how to answer those questions, um, in your path, like those five things, they were, they were great. They were all great topics. So it's really hard to pick one (laughs) thing that really, really stood out for me, but I will have to say probably the very first one of asking the right questions. And when you look at it, as far as asking the questions, you know, to yourself and then asking those questions in your touch base or in your review with your with your leader or you know what that looks Mm -hmm. like because I um I love that part because it's you preparing yourself so you're not going in and giving up your power in your review or giving up your power in your touch bases but you're participating and then it becomes a transactionable uh, touch base or, or review because there's give and take. You're, mm-hmm. you're both planning your success to get you to the next level or laterally move you um, together. And it's yeah. not your boss directing you on the path you should take. So you own your growth, your own growth. So I would have to say definitely the asking question was definitely my favorite section in that. Yeah, I think, I think all five things that you need to understand and then how you get that understanding are, are important to anyone who, who has a plan to advance in their career. If you're comfortable where you're at, I would say 90% of what we talked about is still relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, because honestly it, it gives you that power to go into those touch bases, understanding that maybe I need another challenge. Maybe I'm not challenged right now, but maybe I do have skills that transfer slightly someplace else, which doesn't mean more responsibility, which doesn't mean more stress, which, but might be something new that I could try. So again, asking questions, I would say to understand your starting point is probably my favorite other than understanding transferable skills. Um, because I think that helps people be more realistic in their, their expectations of a career path versus anything else is, you know, just because you're great in one role does not immediately mean that you're capable of taking on 
everything in another role. You might master one small part of that other role, um, but there might be things that you're uncomfortable doing that you need to learn how to get comfortable at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in and of itself is a great developmental lesson um, is, you know, being able to say, this is my goal, but I have gaps in my skills. I gotta, I gotta fill in those gaps, you know? Um, finally, just the last thing I want to say before we, we move on and end this episode, thank you for watching all the way through. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, but in, in closing, it is so important. You mentioned the word power, Edward. Um, it is so important to understand that your advancement is no one else's responsibility, but your own. And that is very, that's a very powerful understanding. If you want it, you go after it. Mm -hmm. Don't let anyone Um, tell you, you can't have it. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't have it, but also don't expect someone is going to give it to you. Right. So, you know, you are the one who gets yourself promoted. It's not your boss. Your boss might help you by teaching you things that get you, that make you ready to get promoted, but you are the one putting in the work. You are the one putting in the actions. You are the one gaining skill and you are the one adding value. So the power you hold over your own development is massive. Um, And that is a core understanding that everyone who watches our videos um, or listens to our podcast or even reads our companion articles should really truly understand learn, ask the questions, learn the skills, create those advocates and mentors. And, and you should want to do that. If you don't want to do that, well, then you're probably extremely comfortable where you are, or you may just be disengaged and not really see yourself. But remember, understanding that you are in control means if you want to exit, if you want to exit, you still need to understand what your goal is. You still need to understand your path to exit. You still need to understand who's going to help you transition. You're still going to need to understand what your skill set is that you learned in your current job. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to change companies or go into a completely different industry, what transferable skills do you have? Yep. Like all of these lessons that we teach are, are really to help empower you to take greater control and ownership over your own workplace satisfaction and success. So Ed, you want to take them out? Tell us what we're talking about next week and um, anything else? Yeah. Well, before we jump into next week's topic, I want to firstly, I want to say first that please like, subscribe, follow, share, ask, comment um, on our, uh, in our comment section. And, you know, feel free to send us any information that you may want us to delve into. Um, as far as our next week topic, it's, it still connects the dots to everything that we've talked about on this journey to self-investing in your, you know, self-investing. And the next topic is going, we're going to talk about transferable skills and, you know, changing lanes at work what does that look like so that is what we're going to talk about on our in our next episode awesome i'm looking forward to it it's a it's an important topic and one that i think a lot of people can get a lot of value out of so um but for now 
Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for watching all the way through. Um, as always, walk with a purpose, no matter where you are or what you're doing. Um, and as always, we see you, we hear you, we appreciate you. Um, and remember, you are more in control than you might think. Um, and until next time, see you later. Bye, guys.